Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of HSV type 2 found under the microbiology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 22-year-old man presents to an urgent care clinic for a severe painful genital ulcer. His symptoms are associated with fever, headache, myalgias, and dysuria. He has a medical history of asthma. Social history is significant for having multiple recent sexual partners while not using condoms. Physical exam is significant for a genital ulcer with associated tender inguinal lymphadenopathy. A polymerase chain reaction returns positive for HSV type 2 infection. Let's continue with an introduction to HSV type 2. In terms of its classification, it is an enveloped, linear, double-stranded DNA virus from the herpes viridae family. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that most cases of recurrent genital herpes are caused by HSV type 2, and its transmission is through sexual contact and it may be perinatal. With regards to the pathogenesis, HSV type 2 inoculates in the mucous membranes or the skin after close contact with the skin or genital secretions of a patient with a viral shedding. Cytolytic replication then occurs in the epithelial cells where the virus enters, which then travels to the sensory dorsal root ganglia where it lies dormant. In terms of the prognosis, remember that immunocompromised patients have more severe herpetic episodes with frequent viral reactivation. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms and physical exam will demonstrate painful genital ulcers, dysuria, fever, and inguinal lymphadenopathy. In terms of further studies, remember that when making the diagnosis, this is based on the patient's history and physical exam, which is confirmed by laboratory testing. Confirmatory testing includes viral culture, polymerase chain reaction or PCR, direct fluorescence antibody, and serological testing. A zinc smear demonstrates multinucleated giant cells which are intranuclear eosinophilic Caldry A inclusions. This is seen in HSV type 1, HSV type 2, and VZV infections. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about a shanker, with a differentiating factor being that this will present with an abnormal VDRL and RPR testing. And with regards to treatment, medical options include acyclovir, famcyclovir, or valacyclovir. This is indicated for immunocompromised patients and patients with frequent outbreaks. And lastly, complications related to HSV type 2 include neonatal herpes and disseminated vesicular rash. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to HSV type 2, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 24-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician with a three-day history of genital itching and burning. She says that she is not sure exactly when the symptoms started, but she recently started having sex with a new partner. She uses oral contraceptives, but does not use any barrier protection methods. Her past medical history is significant for seasonal allergies and childhood asthma, not requiring any treatments currently. Physical exam is significant for vulvar tissue with multiple small erosions that have erythematous borders. 
the lesions are noted to be very tender to palpation. A small number of right-sided inguinal lymph nodes can also be felt under deep palpation. Which of the following treatments would be most appropriate for this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Acyclovir Choice 2. Azithromycin Choice 3. Ceftriaxone and doxycycline Choice 4. Doxycycline alone Or Choice 5. Penicillin The best answer to this question is Choice 1. Acyclovir This patient who presents with genital burning and itching who is found to have numerous ulcers as well as unilateral lymphadenopathy most likely has herpes simplex virus type 2. This virus can be treated with daily acyclovir. Genital ulcers can be distinguished based on the number of lesions, whether they are painful, and whether there is associated inguinal lymphadenopathy. Syphilitic lesions, known as shankers, are caused by treponema pallidum and present as painless single erosions with well-defined borders. Shankroid is caused by Haemophilus ducri and presents as a tender papule that erodes into an ulcer. This lesion is painful and is also associated with painful inguinal lymphadenitis. Lymphogranuloma venarium is caused by chlamydia trachomatis, serotypes L1, L2, and L3, and it presents with a painless ulcer associated with progressive painful inguinal lymphadenopathy. Finally, genital herpes is most commonly caused by herpes simplex virus type 2, and it presents with multiple grouped vesicles and ulcerations as well as enlarged unilateral inguinal lymph nodes. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Azithromycin can be used to treat Haemophilus ducri, which is the organism that causes chancroid. This disease presents with a single large painful ulcer that is associated with tender lymphadenopathy. Choice 3. Ceftriaxone and doxycycline is the treatment for chlamydia trachomatis, which can cause lymphogranuloma venarium. This disease presents with a painless ulcer that is associated with progressive painful inguinal lymphadenopathy. Choice 4. Doxycycline alone is not the preferred treatment for chlamydia infection because Neisseria gonorrhea is often present as a co-infection. Therefore, ceftriaxone is given in combination with doxycycline to address both bacteria. Choice 5. Penicillin is the treatment for treponema pallidum, which causes shankers. These lesions are painless single erosions with well-defined borders. Finally, a bullet summary. Genital herpes presents with multiple small painful papules or erosions and should be treated with acyclovir. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old female presents to the gynecologist for genital lesions. She reports having had unprotected sex with several partners in the past six months. A zinc smear is performed from one of the lesions, which demonstrates a multinucleated giant cell in the GM sustain. The physician prescribes oral acyclovir to decrease the duration and severity of the outbreak. In which of the following locations or cell types does the agent of this outbreak establish a latent infection? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Sacral nerve ganglion Choice 2. Dorsal root ganglion Choice 3. Trigeminal nerve ganglion Choice 4. B-cells Or Choice 5. CD4-positive T-cells
The best answer to this question is choice one, sacral nerve ganglion. The female presents with an outbreak of genital herpes caused by herpes simplex virus type 2, or HSV2. HSV2 establishes a latent infection in the sacral nerve ganglion. HSV2 is an enveloped linear double-stranded DNA virus that is primarily transmitted sexually or perinatally. The initial infection is established within the mucosal epithelium. The virus then travels up to the sacral ganglion, resulting in a lifelong latent infection. Stress and other stressors can reactivate the virus, resulting in subsequent outbreaks of genital herpes, which are painful vesicles accompanied by systemic effects of fever, malaise, and myalgia. Treatment can consist of a cyclovir, which requires viral thymidine kinase for activation. Thus, it is not useful in viruses without thymidine kinase. The publication by Bowman reviews genital herpes, stating that the strongest predictor for infection is the number of lifetime partners and that most spreading of the virus is during the asymptomatic phase. The infection begins with the skin prodrome, followed by systemic symptoms including headache, fever, and inguinal lymphadenopathy. The lesions begin as papules or vesicles with an erythematous base that progress to erosions. These lesions will crust over and heal without any scars. The publication by Rowett et al. discusses the treatment of genital herpes. The first outbreak is typically treated with 7 to 10 days of oral acyclovir. Subsequent outbreaks are treated only for 5 days. Other antivirals with easier dosing regimens and oral bioavailability include famcyclovir or valacyclovir. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Varicella zoster virus establishes a latent infection in the dorsal root ganglion. Choice 3. HSV type 1 establishes a latent infection in the trigeminal nerve ganglion. Choice 4. Epstein-Barr virus establishes a latent infection in B cells. Choice 5. HIV establishes a latent infection in CD4-positive T cells. That's all for this review about HSV type 2. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, We'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 Podcast.